What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Grilling. Guess what? Back-to-back weeks with episodes. Pretty big deal, but we made it happen last week because, of course, Harris actually went to an episode the episode of Dynamite, so we had to talk about that. And this week, we had to do it because Harris Hook is here. <laughs> of course, we couldn't miss the Hook cast. We no. had to talk about it. Hook has been sent. It's the most weird thing i've ever experienced in wrestling in my entire life and i still don't understand it but i'm here for it so sure hook has been sent well what an appropriate time during christmas that our savior should be sent to rampage to i don't <laughs> no, know give no, me to... he, he's not our savior come on <laughs> no our, that's offensive to david arquette it, it is it is it is offensive <laughs> to fair. david arquette david arquette I, uh just was posting a bunch of stuff because i think is it we, we record these on sundays and I, is it tonight ring of honors final show or was that last night i think it might have been last night because i saw cm punk posting a bunch of his old ring of honor pictures on his instagram for the same reason so i thought it was last night but yeah a lot of people were uh we're doing that. Okay, yeah, it was last night. That's what I thought because they're usually Saturday nights. <laughs> so a bunch of people have been posting. So David Arquette had been po- he posted a bunch of stuff from a couple of his things with with Ring of Honor during during his wrestling year and a half, two years back, a couple of years ago. So there's our what's up with David Arquette, I guess, because we well, haven't done one of those in a long time. Because he hasn't been up to much, to be fair. Well, Scream's coming out in uh, January, I think. Oh man, that's that's not going to be a good movie. No, it's going to be absolutely horrible. But we're definitely going to see it and talk about it. <laughs> I realistically, like, this would be trash for the character in the franchise. But like, we're probably at this stage. The best thing that could happen for us as a podcast is Dewey is to David be a- the killer. Yes, correct. It is. <laughs> it is. Oh, it's man. the only. Yeah, at this, I mean. I'm already done with most movies at this point, Harris. I have come to realize that like I no longer just am in watching... general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. Like I'm no okay. longer watching anything Marvel does. I'm done. Okay. I'm okay. not watching anything Star Wars does. I'm done. Okay. I'm not watching um, anything remade. Just right. period. So now and I'm not watching any already... and I'm not watching any like rebooted slash sequels. Of stuff mm-hmm. that shouldn't be rebooted yeah. or sequeled. Like I'm just done. I'm just done with all of that. So very limited things that I yeah I'm gonna see your from options now on. for new releases going forward. Yeah, luckily they made a lot of movies before that, so you can always re- you know. Oh yeah, no, all that stuff I'm still 100 percent in. But like, yeah, if they no. could just stop making movies for a year, so I could catch up. They did. <laughs> I guess 2020 they did, Harris. They did yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, that's what I get. Okay, so to um, careen this thing back on course for a second, I was going to wait until later in the show to bring this up, 
I pro I wasn't going to watch Rampage. I wasn't really giving it much thought. Yeah. Because I was watching Dynamite this afternoon, obviously, to get ready for the show. And then about halfway through, after a certain event transpired, Taz is like, yeah, you know what? I'm doing it. We're doing it. I got a major announcement. This is uh, this Friday on Rampage. It's going to be Hook. And I was like, oh, oh I forgot about <laughs> that. I got to watch Rampage. Yeah. So I, watched, I watched the Hook match. Welcome to the Hook cast. Yeah, I that's still don't understand is. how a man as big as Taz can have a son as small as Hook. But Hook's not small, though. That's what, the thing. Relatively. You know, compared to the other wrestlers, they so, they build Hook as two hundred and one pounds. I'm sorry, there's no way. No, there's no way that that guy is two hundred pounds. I want to see him and Darby Allen stand right next to one another. Oh, he's bigger than Darby for sure. Well, great. But then he'll the, everybody bigger is bigger than Good. that's everybody yeah. is bigger than Darby. He was bigger than Fuego, like a lot bigger. I did not notice that. He was like, a, and he was well. Maybe not. I mean, he was for sure bigger than Fuego, and he was, well, he was way bigger than Bryce. So, which that's not saying much because everyone. Some than of Bryce. this, okay. So now that I'm thinking about this, some of this might have something to do with the fact that he's been in a faction standing behind Taz and Brian Cage for like the last yeah, six that, months. Yes, no, that's 100 percent it. I was literally talking <laughs> to my buddy when we were watching Rampage because none of us watched it live, so we were watching it last night, and. Uh, that's that's yeah that's what i was saying i was like that's why he looks so much smaller is because he's literally been in a faction with brian cage will hobbs uh you know and then even ricky starks isn't small yeah and so that's i mean that's why (laughs) that makes way more sense yeah yeah but um yeah so we're we're definitely going to get to that um, coming up in in a little bit when we talk about Whoop. Rampage, because yeah, this is the uh, uh, David Arquette slash Hook slash Liv Morgan podcast fan podcast. Is there anyone else uh, slash Buff Bagwell slash Scott Steiner? <laughs> yeah, that's that's most of it. That pretty much rounds. Those are out most our of our our, our Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore. Yeah. yeah, our our ring of our ring of fame uh, members for sure. But um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, d- to be honest, relatively mild week of wrestling. Like like you said, we were talking before we uh, started recording. This is like the first time in a very long time we've done just like a regular nothing really is happening special in wrestling episode. That hasn't been a pay-per-view or Harris went to Dynamite or CM Punk return or some big thing. Or we're recording our first episode after multiple weeks off. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's been like, uh, you know, a month since we last recorded. This is just, no, it's the week after and it's just normal week of wrestling. And uh, next week, you know, th- Wednesday is is the big, the big show. So, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Which but um, I'm excited for I had to work late a couple nights this week to get some stuff out. So I'm really making it a point. I mean, we'll talk about this as the show goes on, obviously, but I thought this was a really solid go-home show for this weird TV special yeah. quasi-pay-per-view thing that they're about to have. I'm excited for that, and I made a point coming away. I was like, oh, shoot, i got to make sure I get home on time to watch Dynamite this Wednesday night. Like, it's really going to be fun. Yeah, normally I, I try and make a point. I'm probably not going to be able to watch it live this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll see, which is disappointing. But... um. Of course, when it's the big show, but, uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty decent go home show. It wasn't necessarily like a great episode of dynamite, but that's one of the good things about AEW is even their 
for the most part, even they're just kind of straightforward episodes are still good. Um, mm-hmm. which, which is argue, nice. I think with AEW, I think I'm kind of just realizing this as we're talking about it. The, the bigger they try to make a moment, the better the chances that they'll screw it up in some way. But when they're yeah. just delivering, yeah, wrestling content like their standard wrestling content is always almost always really good yeah i think i'm just realizing that when they try to make it feel like a big deal they always overcook it a little bit they do tend to do that yes that's why this week really works because they're just they're just cooking it i don't know i don't know how else to put it no that's that's i think that you think you uh pretty much nailed that um i i i do i i'm very curious to to talk about this so let's just get into the show i i'm they they started off with CM Punk and we had a very weird segment. It, See, it, so they're in I, Long Island, of course, which is the, that weird. It's the home of MJF. And we have Punk basically just be MJF for like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting. It was very fun to watch. But it was weird. Like, because he just went full on, like, kind of lame heel as a baby face to this crowd. And I don't think I've ever really seen that before. Because it's the exact same thing that Daniel Bryan did a couple weeks ago. And he was then the heel for it. Because it was because it was about Hangman. Mm-hmm. CM Punk was worse, but it was about MJF. So it wasn't really fully being a heel. It was very weird. It it was very interesting because I've never seen a segment like that ever, ever in wrestling. Yeah. With, with, because here's what, I mean, the obviously, but I'm just, I'm just saying it out loud. So we have it said on the air, like the reason that's so different from everyone else is because he is still the babyface. Like that yeah. was not a turn. No. Like I saw somebody. There was a um a wrestling like journalist organization that I followed that tweeted that as like the teaser to their article, and I was like, no, he didn't. Like Mm-mm. we know he didn't. That was no, not at all. That's not what that was. But well, here's here's what I love about really this this episode as like the MJF homecoming episode. Like with his match later, it was kind of following the theme. And this is what I think AEW does so well is they don't – they lean into the reality of the situation in a way I feel like WWE wouldn't. Like what clearly happened here is they said, OK, MJF is from here. We're going to make it a point that he's from there. He's going to be really popular and we're going to like build that into the show. They just have that baked in. So to the people in that building – yeah, CM Punk's antagonizing him, but CM Punk is not turning heel. Mm-hmm. The people in that crowd are heels when right. they root for MJF. Yep. And they just let that happen, and they just incorporate that into the rest of the show. Yeah. And they don't – like one of the funnest things in WWE, especially modern WWE, is always the Raw after WrestleMania because that's when everybody's a little too grumpy from like watching too much wrestling and is way too like feisty and – really boo happy and you know it's it's all of the smart marks who stuck Mm. around long enough to go to the next show and they like halfway did this at wwe because they would acknowledge that it's happening they're like this is the raw after wrestlemania things are gonna get wild yeah 
But they can't just say, yeah, a lot of these people don't like Roman Reigns because they've seen too much of Roman Reigns. This was obviously before the heel turn, but this was the episode I remembered. And instead of just saying, yeah, you know, some people feel like Roman Reigns has, you know, gotten too many opportunities that he doesn't deserve. They don't like him very much. Like just letting that be the story. They cut to freaking JBL at the table and he's like, yeah, it's crazy. It's the night after WrestleMania. They cheer folks. They normally boo. They boo folks. They normally cheer. We don't know what's going on. It's like, that's not it. (laughs) That's not it. You were so close. Why did you do that? Well, Dynamite's just like, yeah, they're going to cheer for the bad guys. So that makes them bad guys. And we're going to have CM Punk go out there and tear them a new one, too. It was great. I was with him the whole time. I was like, yeah, let's go. Let them have it. The other island sucks. The other (laughs) weird part about it is we've never seen this really from an AEW crowd. Like for the most Mm. part, AEW crowds, for lack of a better term, play with the rules like they Mm. follow the rules. For the yeah, most play part. within the rules. Be- yes, and it's yes. it's because they respect the company and they respect yes. the individuals. That that's mostly why. So it's like, yes, MJF is clearly the most entertaining person in wrestling right now. And we all know how good he is. And we one hundred percent are going to boo the ever living crap out of him because he's also a dick <laughs> like, he's the worst right it's you know so this is the first other than the cody bs which i'm still mad about with stupid crowds and that's the only time it's happened is mm-hmm. the crowds booing cody for absolutely no reason which i don't and um but this was a whole yeah. different thing where AEW has been weird with their hometown things the Britt Baker thing is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen from me. That might be a little stretch. It was a very stupid thing that I saw from AEW when they're like, Britt Baker's hometown. She's our biggest heel, but hometown. And then it's like, and then she beat up baby faces and stuff at the end and cheated. And, and like, is then just bathed in cheers. You're like, who booked this? What What is going on? Like, yeah, I know you're trying to make it like this big thing, but it doesn't work with the heels. They didn't do that with this they mjf is the one who mentioned the long island hometown they didn't promo it like that yes so it was different it was handled much better um but even still they've been to long island before and we haven't seen this um like with mjf or whatever or they've been to new york a Mm -hmm. bunch of times and it's never Mm -hmm. been like this so it was very weird with that happening especially with punk um, who will pretty much get cheers regardless of where where they are, who he's wrestling. So that was it. Was very strange to see that happen at an AEW show. Mm-hmm. But it's like they—I don't know how they knew it was going to happen because again, I know like they they mentioned it, and they they teased it, and they had MJF do it and whatever. But mm-hmm. but like the whole segment was pre- predicated on that. Like, what if it didn't happen? like how they know it was going to be that much yeah like i read a report before i watched dynamite that tony khan was expecting mjf to be a baby face in his hometown and i was like why okay well i mean well no i can't like with Britt baker as precedent you can look at it and say okay well if this big guy this big name returns these people will cheer for that person but i was just thinking the same thing and i'm glad you brought it up like it would be weird if mjf's music hits 
and they boo. Yeah. Like CM Punk has got to improvise something really quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they didn't, and it worked out, and I loved this promo. I thought this was great. I think this was a great response. Like we talked about last week, it irritated me how MJF was like, oh, yeah, you're complimenting Britt Baker because you want to sleep with her. I was like, okay, are we 12? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly how CM Punk started. He was like, you guys root for this guy? This guy's an incel. You know that, right? Like he's a loser. And I was like, thank you. Like it was really it felt almost laid back, but that differentiated it from every other wrestling promo you've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Punk's very good about that. It felt like he was just talking and just doesn't like the guy. I thought this was a great segment. I love that. You know, people joked. We joked about this. Like when he debuted, people said, oh, what if it's MJF? Because what a great way to get heat. I love that they turned that on its head and like Punk was getting this weird anti-heat. I mean, yeah. it was heat, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a total babyface move to piss off a heel crowd. And I love that he was the one to do that. And that and was a nice little bit of it poetry. It was also weird how he did it in the most like pathetic way possible. He's like, I'm going to go out here. I'm not even going to put effort into cutting a good promo. I'm just going to cheap heat everything and just talk crap about your sports team like like i have nothing better to do i think some of that was because he's actually a hockey fan and no, actually no, no. doesn't like the i Islanders. mean sure that but that's like sense. the worst possible approach you can go to for promos i mean it's but, it's just but the whole point is just to antagonize the crowd so that's fine right like, no I that's what i mean like so he's lazy. like no 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 but it, no no i guess lazy is the wrong word but like in general that's a lazy way to do promos but mm-hmm. for this he was like, y'all aren't even worth it. Like, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. do this and I'm still it's still going to work. Like, I'm just going to talk crap about all of you and I'm going to do like one of the laziest heel promos ever on you guys. It was it was so different. And so, yeah, it was so entertaining. It was so weird. <laughs> I, I think it was kind of the one thing I think that kind of that made it really clever because you're right. A lot of it was cheap heat. It was like your local hockey team sucks. Like he hit that line like three or four times. Like a bunch. Yeah. But we, what I liked about it, what I thought made it different and unique and a really, really good promo is that it basically was its own thesis statement because he came out and he was like, OK, so you guys are going to be like that. Then I don't like you. Like you're not good people. You guys are bad guys when you cheer MJF. You know that, right? Like that was the gist of the entire thing. So it was – he just kind of laid all that out. Like it would have been one thing to rip on the crowd and rip on MJF, but he pretty explicitly connected the two. And that was really cool to see in here because I wasn't sure, like they leaned that far into it that he Mm -hmm. was like, okay, so you're going to root for this guy, this guy right here. Okay. You proud of that? Okay, cool. Here's the thing. Your team's trash and you're ugly people. This is a bad place to live and you all know it. That was great. I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was really good. I it was really it. good. I liked it a lot. It was fresh. It was different. And it was, yeah, and I'd never seen anything like it. Not, you know f- not, I... not, 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 not in a, from a baby face in like that context. And so it now, was great. So was the next match the Battle Royal? Yeah. Okay. So this is what I thought was really interesting. They go from that and basically acknowledging just this really delicate booking tightrope, right? Where they're like, okay, we're not openly antagonizing our fans. We like our fans. They are going to cheer for this one guy who is very clearly a heel. 
that's going to happen. We're going to call them out and just let them know that like we're treating them as heels when they do that. And, you know, keep it all completely in character and then present like a video package where you're like, okay, right. I see why they're cheering for this guy. Cause like he's an a-hole, but he's our a-hole. You know what I mean? Like they, they presented him, they made him look really strong. Like I liked the video package of him on his old football field with his letterman jacket and like the guy reading off his stats. <laughs> and then like he was doing the same chickenish heel stuff he always does in the match, but they let, I don't know. I guess the difference between this and something like the Britt Baker show, that sounds like a terrible talk show. Yes, <laughs> like, it does. Is they booked it in a way where like he could still get cheered without like ruining anyone else's storyline or moment. Sure. You know what I mean? So they made him look like a million bucks after they let CM Punk get all his stuff in. I don't know. I just I thought this was a really fun set. I don't know. I, I kind of didn't like them leaning into the whole uh, MJF getting cheered here thing because it, it's 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 one thing that's made MJF different than all other heels in a very long time is he doesn't care he doesn't like anyone like Mm. he's the one who when they cheer him he's like no you're idiots don't cheer like and Mm. then this is the first time ever we've seen him like kind of embrace anything like that and it was weird because i'm like this is like normal rest like 20th 21st century heel work where Mm. they don't always go full into it so it's just it's kind of interest it was kind of interesting because i've never seen that happen with with mjf unfortunately they were doing the the battle royal i so wanted all this to happen them to boo punk all this and then him to not even bother showing up to the show and just speaking via satellite (laughs) i wanted that to happen so bad because that would have been the best move ever. And for the first time, they leaned into kind of what a lot of heels do now, where certain instances they lean into getting cheered sometimes. And MJF's never done that before. So mm-hmm. I'm a, I was a little disappointed. Not going to lie. I was a little yeah. disappointed. I, get, I really okay, wanted well, him to just be like, yeah, this is my hometown, but I don't care. Like, I'm, you're not even yeah, worth me showing sucks. up. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to hype up. Look how good I am the week before. I'm so good in my hometown. And then, nope, this place sucks. I'm not even going to bother showing up. I always loved the uh, the when the guys are the heels and they do the hometown thing. And they say, like, they're like, yeah, this place was terrible. Why do you think I left? Like, that's always the type of line and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I knew it wasn't going to happen because of the battle royale, but I was like, man, if MJF didn't even show up on his on the Long Island show, that would have been awesome. Yeah, I can see that. I think it's I think it's kind of a testament to this company that I think it's a business decision on their part. Maybe not a business decision, but a conscious decision. WWE famously. Every single time somebody is in their hometown, they yep. lose. Yep. Because Vince McMahon is like, well, yeah, it's a great way to get heat. Seemingly ignoring the fact that it's also a great way to get a great, like, positive reaction. So it's weird that they always spin it in the negative direction. Mm-hmm. But I think AEW is cons- is is consciously letting people 
get their big hometown pops, whether it makes character sense or not. So I think it's fine. I think it worked. I mean, it would be one thing if he was doing it every week. He's sure. never going to do it again. So sure, I'm sure. okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's fine. But all I can think about is how great that would be. But yeah. um, I guess this – okay, by the way, I forgot that he – like I always – I forgot where he got the ring from and I forgot that he like wins it every year. Mm-hmm. And that that's what the premise of this whole thing is, which is cool and a really fun little character note for him to have, because presumably he's going to win it again next week. I just completely forgot there was a kayfabe connection. Mm-hmm. I thought he had just got it from somebody at some point, and that was his thing. Well, so that's pretty cool. To, I'm a fan of that. For some reason, they pretty much have ditched it. Like, it was a huge deal the first year, and they hyped it up for weeks, and it was this big mm-hmm. thing. And even last year, I think they hyped it up a little bit. This year, they didn't at all. Like, it was just like, oh, and uh, here it is. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I kind of like it, though, as like this weird. It's not money in the bank. Like, it's not that big, but it's this weird little Excalibur that the top heel in the company can always have and use to, you know, knock people out when they're not looking. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it works great for him, for sure. But yeah, I'm interested. I okay. so I guess we can talk about the Battle Royale. I thought the Battle Royale was fine. Again, Battle Royals are almost never going to be anything other than fine. (laughs) at best because it's just yeah. it's a battle royal and there's only so much you can do and uh there was really no point to this there was really not any stories happening N- nothing well, really happened in this battle royal to battle be royals exist to like leave you at the end with another story to start there's mm-hmm. never any coherent story no. No. <laughs> told in a battle royal. no the only kind of thing is mjf eliminating wardlow that that's been kind of an ongoing thing and then and then of course we had the moment of dante martin turning on ricky starks we that, got swerved oh my gosh we're got all swerved. so surprised it's like oh my gosh that was one of the worst things okay harris i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it dante martin okay. sucks why in the world is this guy over? Why is he over with the crowd? Why is he getting pushed? He's awful. He's great in the ring. He's really fun. He's fun to watch in the ring. I totally understand. But there's a hundred people that are really fun to watch in the ring in AEW. This guy has no personality, no character, no anything, no charisma. Why is he being pushed as this next superstar right now? Why is he so over with the crowd? Like he, he can do great things in the ring. And he's fun, but like that, that I don't get it. I don't understand. He does nothing for me. I, I'll be honest. I, he never really made much of an impact on me. Before Zero. This None. Week where I was kind of like, oh, wait, who is this? Okay. I was honestly more entertained by Taz freaking out about it. That was yes. pretty cool. Yeah. To focus on Dante Martin. By the way, Taz on commentary, I'm a big fan of. Like, he's, oh, this he's weird- one of the best. He's this great balance of I meant to I meant to say this at the start of the show, but he is this great balance of heel without being mm-hmm. obnoxious to the point where you yep. want to mute your television. In fact, you yep. kind of like him. There was a great moment like he's just very like he's not a good dude, but he's earnest and he has principles like there was a moment in Punk's promo where he's like MJF bragging about winning. I don't know. Maybe it was the battle royal. I don't remember what MJF bragging about beating so and so is like me bragging. Or no, it was the Islanders. That's what it was. It was like you guys won this one hockey game last night, but that was against the team so bad that would be like me bragging about beating QT Marshall two weeks ago. And I'm a huge <laughs> fan of anyone ripping on QT Marshall, obviously. <laughs> and that was like, oh, that was a good line. And Taz was immediately like, QT Marshall's my friend. Yeah. He's a good guy. And I was like, yeah, all right, Taz. 
<laughs> Good for you, buddy. Like, if that was QT yeah. Marshall's whole gimmick was like guy Taz was aggressively friends with, I would be way more into QT Marshall. Just instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, t- my two favorite announcing teams of all time, to be perfectly honest, uh, neither of them are Jim Ross and Jerry the King, even though I love them. <laughs> it's Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain are the best announcing team of all time on, on Nitro, I think. And my other favorite is Michael Cole and Taz from SmackDown in like 2005. (laughs) Like that Michael Cole, say whatever you want. Michael Cole is a really good broadcaster, but unfortunately WWE just became absolute garbage and so micromanaged and crap that it basically ruined him. And I don't blame him either. At some point you're just like, well, this is it. I mean, it's kind of like Tony Schiavone in like 2000 with (laughs) With Nitro or 2001 when he's just like, well, what do I have to work with here? You know, that type of thing. And so it, it's it's un, it's unfortunate because he's he's a good broadcaster and him and Taz on Smackdown when nobody really cared. And then that show was the best show because it had all the best actual wrestlers and then also had Mr. America and Tori Wilson's father <laughs> at the same time. Like that was a great broadcasting team. So, no, I love Taz. So now that they have Tony Schiavone, Taz, and Excalibur, who's fine, I'm I'm digging this this announcing group. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. It is it's a lot of fun. So anyway, I distracted us a little bit there. but That's fine. Yeah, so the only real story was the, the swerve at the end. Which and was the worst just... swerve of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of the it's a very classic like, oh, we're down to two on one in a battle royal. We've got him right where we want him. Oh, no. How could you like that's classic. I don't really care about FTR being like devastated from within or whatever. Like that's the whole point. Once they did the thing like two weeks ago, whenever it was mm -hmm. when he decided to leave Leo Rush and join them out of nowhere after he'd been with Leo Rush for like three weeks and you're yeah. just sitting there and you're like, this is like the lamest. All this is terrible. Like nobody cares. This is dumb. Quick. And then it happens and he has no personality or anything. And you're like, all right. And then he just kind of was with him for like two weeks and now turns on him. And you're like, all right. I don't I don't care. I'm not surprised or anything. It's just I don't get it with Dante Martin. I just don't get it. And I don't think it's been booked particularly well. So I'll give him, you know, I won't blame him for that. But yeah, he just has no charisma to me like at all, like in match. Sure. But nothing else. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. It's also kind of like, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> we'll get to that later. But I, I don't understand. I I think this is actually a pretty consistent theme with Team Taz and FTR like I've never particularly cared about what they're doing, like in kayfabe terms See, at all. Like I you- have, like yeah. I have enjoyed this team a lot, and everyone that's been involved with it. This has kind of been, I mean, and they, they've dragged, sure, from from time to time where nothing's really been happening. But yeah, yeah, this this in particular, this whole thread, this whole storyline, just makes no sense. No, I, well, like the, like the stuff with Sting and Darby Allen was fun because it was Sting and Darby Allen. But I was never like ever since then. Like Taz the Brian and Cage, Ricky Stark, like a collection awesome. of Scooby Doo villains. Like they're fun, but I'm never that invested in whatever they have going on. I don't know. The Brian Cage, Ricky Starks feud was awesome. 
Ah, I liked it, but I just, I don't know. I think they're all just kind of goofy and generally entertaining. So all that being said, I don't care about like the, the betrayal or no, whatever, no, but I was a huge does. fan of Taz freaking out. Yeah. Like he never could have expected a guy who <laughs> defected to his team two weeks ago, whatever turned on. Right, him. Right. I will say as much as we've been praising him, I'd hate it when announcers use wrestling jargon in their announcing. You can say you got screwed, dude. You don't have to keep saying swerve like that makes it more clever. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. That's it's not point. the worst. There was one – I wasn't watching the promotion, but I. it might have been TNA one time. I know I've seen the clip where the actual commentator for the actual show says, I am marking out right now. Ugh. Yeah, pull the plug. You're no, done, dude. It stop. wasn't quite that bad, but it didn't, didn't add anything to the call. But as I yeah. rate as he was, that was very entertaining. And like we said, it got us the debut of Hook later. So we're pulling out the big guns now. Oh, yeah. Oh, Imagine yeah. if Hook betrays them. What a swerve that would be. <laughs> See, that would be like a story. I I hope they do that. That will be pretty good now that I say it. That could be fun. Yeah. Um, so then we had a giant tag team match. There was a lot of giant tag team matches. Um, and I didn't really care. I'm sorry. I it claimed in 2.0 and then the Varsity Blondes and Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. There's... It's too many people. There's there's nothing to really care much about. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I have something to say about the Varsity Blondes, but it didn't happen until later in the show, so we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Um, They, yeah, they, you know, they uh, Eddie Kingston came out, didn't he? Because he had something with 2.0, which is weird because they're yeah. both, like, heels. It, that, I don't know what's happening with that. And then it led to Kingston with Ortiz? Um, there was a big brawl backstage and I couldn't figure out who was who. And I'm pretty sure there wasn't any sound. So I couldn't hear what Eddie Kingston was saying. Yeah. But uh, I'd be down for like uh, Ortiz and uh, Santana split from inner circle, joining with Kingston. Mm. That could be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. I think, I think they've been together before. I think someone was saying that on, I saw that on Twitter or something like the inner circle is like barely a faction. It's not, it's, it's dead. Thanks to Chris Jericho. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and uh so that was fine you know it is what it is it, it was fine it's not bad um everyone i mean it's not gonna be bad i mean you have all these yeah. amazing people like all eight of these people are awesome so you know it's impossible to be bad be bad but it's also impossible to be great <laughs> so it's fine and then we had another tag match uh the young bucks and the soup or uh, the best friends which are really strange right now um, because apparently uh, Orange Cassidy and the best friends joined uh, Kazuchika Okada's group in New Japan. So (laughs) they're that's his thing. And so now Rocky Romero's with him. And so he's wrestling with Chucky T and then we got Trent Beretta coming back. So that was fun. Uh, I guess he got the rights to his name because he's never been known as Trimperetta ever since he left WWE. So that really threw me off and no one mentioned it. No one mentioned a thing. They just all started calling him Trimperetta. And I was like, wait, what? What? Since when? Since when? He's always been Trent exclamation point. Like what? When did this? When did this happen? When did he get his name back? Yeah, there was. That's all very interesting. There was kind of too much going on in this, too, for me to follow. Same as the tag team match before. Like, you're right. That was fun, but there was a big reunion that yeah. I was just, I was not really expecting. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it was so fun. More, Good for him. 
there are so many factions in this company. Like, it's not a bad thing, but it's just it's very funny when you sit down and yeah. objectively and are like, wait. Well, because it used to be it was just best friends. It was just a tag team. And then Orange Cassidy right. joined and then Chris right. Statlander joined and then right. Trent Beretta got hurt. And then they added what's his name? Uh, oh, what's there's another guy. Um, isn't isn't there another guy with him? What, what shoot? He wrestled he wrestled on uh rampage. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah, they added him, and then now Trent's back, and there's a lot going on there now. We got Trent's mom. Like it's a big faction. Yeah, yeah, the return of Sue. Yeah, that was <laughs> fun. Shivani was like, <laughs> they brought her in the Sue! ring this time. <laughs> That was fun. That, yeah, that I mean, was fun. I have missed the minivan. That's pretty good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I mean, that team's great. Like that, that best friends tag team, Trent and and Chuck was awesome. So their theme song is low key a banger too. Oh, it is. It's just bow, but the bow, but the bow, but the best friends. Best friends. That's awesome. It's wait. Great. Is that another? That's another AEW theme song that says their name. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I know we're we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. They're, they're bringing it back for the most part. Most of their the AEW themes do most of them. Yeah, exactly. That's what I don't. Maybe we didn't talk about this last week, but me and my friends at the show were definitely talking about it. We're like, wait a minute, Ruby Soho's theme song sounds like the intro to a great children's TV show. Her theme song is the worst I've ever heard. It's horrible. I'm sorry. I hate it. I don't think it's great for a wrestler, but I just said it sounds like the theme song for yes. a great children's TV show. I don't know if I put the word great in there. I think it probably does sound like the theme song of a TV show. If I were like song eight or nine show. years old, that would fire me up. It sounds like you're going on an adventure. <laughs> I don't know. Sami Zayn's theme song, while we're at it, Sami Zayn's WWE theme song sounds like a great theme song for AEW. a Sonic the Hedgehog TV show. AEW. No, no I'm still talking about WWE. But- oh. I said Sami Zayn, his WWE theme Oh, song. I thought you said Sammy Guevara. I was very oh, confused. No, I'm sorry. No, goodness. Okay. No, Sami Zayn's WWE theme song sounds like a great yes. Sonic the Hedgehog TV show. Yes, it thing. does. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyway, oh, uh, what, what were we talking? Tag matches. Don't yeah. care. What, uh, what happened? It didn't matter. It, it, it didn't matter. Uh, the, the Young Bucks won. And, sure. Uh, I, I think... Oh no! Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did win. Tracks. I couldn't even remember. Uh, yeah, they won, and then Trent came, and and because Cole and the other whatevers were beating up the good guys, of course, and then mm-hmm. came out and they they beat him up and chased him away. So, yeah, you know, it was fine. It was a it was a fun moment. You know, good, yeah. good, good to see Trent back. Cause he's awesome. So that was that was fun. Um, then we had oh the uh, we had Rio and Jamie Hader. This match was fantastic. This was yeah. a great match. These two killed it. The only thing that bugs me is Jamie Hader keeps getting beat by everybody. Yeah. Like she's like- she's already she's way better than more than half of the women's roster. And she's just there as like this lackey to get beat up, which is a shame because she's clearly better than most of these other wrestlers. I wonder if there's something to that that like when you're um that they can tell you're talented and it's easier to sell if you're talented and you know like yeah there it, i think it is, is kind of steamrolling everybody i think that I is a thing i think it's kind of like uh when you grow up and like you're on the high school baseball team and you can play like every position really well you don't get to start then because 
you can play everywhere. And so they're going to play the person who can only play third base, you know, at third. Mm-hmm. I, it might, I think, I think there is a level of that in pro wrestling for sure. There, there definitely is. Like, I think that is a factor sometimes. Yeah. But I like that. I think we talked about this last week. They're continuing to flesh out the women's roster. Yeah. 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 That I like even just little beats. Like they were like, no, come on. Like this is clearly, like, clearly Britt Baker sent Jamie Hader to, beat up Riho because Riho's one of the only people to beat her. Like that's mm-hmm. that's all this is. And that like you're right, it kind of sucks for Hater cuz she's lower on the pecking order, yeah. but at least but that's a character. Like that's a moment now I'm like, "Okay, Jamie Hater, I know kind of who she is and what she does now." Mm-hmm. So that's good. I like stuff like that. And yeah, the match was really good too. Like it was a lot of fun. I'm more signs of progress, I guess. Yeah, uh no, I I I enjoyed it a lot. Um we've had a couple of uh, couple of good women's things because that the women's match that you were at the week before was really good too um and then the one next week's gonna be amazing sheeta and serena deeb again uh yes yes please please <laughs> like that's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. that's gonna be great um and again and it's not for the title like that's another thing i like like have more women's feuds that aren't that don't have to always be just for the title or a title like exactly it's it's nice it's really nice to see some of that finally um oh oh uh, also there was the um we had uh sammy guevara come out and then get interrupted by cody who then once who then challenged him for the tnt title on christmas day which is interesting that they're doing a, a dynamite on a saturday for christmas day it's a little strange but yeah i I dig it. I'm probably not going to watch it on Christmas Day, but like it's cool that they do that, like the oh. NBA or something. That's neat. Yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to watch it either because we're going to probably be at my aunt and uncle's house and they don't care. Right. You can't. That's the thing when you're with your family on a holiday. You can't be like, everybody yeah. sit down, gather around, children. We're going to watch. You guys remember Dusty Rhodes? Okay, this is his son. He's <laughs> like, you know, you can't. <laughs> no, I've been I've been made fun of by my aunt, uncle and cousins my entire life for liking uh, professional wrestling. It's fair. I remember, even though my sad, uncle loved when, my uncle loved eighties professional wrestling. He's he's a big Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Mark. Yeah, when I got into it in college, my parents. I mean, like they were kind of like, all right, well, that's pretty stupid. But like, <laughs> I'd already kind of established myself at that point, so they were like, well, if this is what he gets into in college, I guess we could do a lot worse. <laughs> I think was their thinking. But I did not find out until after Dusty Rhodes died that my dad watched him all the time growing up and can do a great dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> like it awesome. literally, it was, it was like, I'm Oh, you're going to have to get him to do it for, and I'll put it in the intro. Oh, he, okay. We'll see how that goes. But he, yeah, like we were, it was literally like I was home from college and it came up around the dinner table and he was like, Rick, like he just started doing it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Who worlds are you? <laughs> exactly. It's like worlds collide in really weird ways. But That's awesome. I love circling back to Cody, grandson of a plumber here with this promo. I love that like I don't get why people boo him because all of the even... John Cena stuff that he does is done so self-consciously mm-hmm. that you'd think if these fans were as smart as they thought they were, they would see it and respect it. Like you don't. They're all idiots. Nobody, most a- nobody, I've come to realize most AEW fans are dumber than most WWE fans with certain whoa. things. With certain okay. things. With certain things. Okay, that's a The dumbness all comes right. from them thinking they're really smart. 
Mm, that's real. The dumbness that's... in WWE fans are just because they're dumb. There's a difference. <laughs> There's a difference. And the, 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 the so, yeah, the dumb because you think you're smart is a different level of aggravating. But, but like that's no always person... been that's always been the, the IWC, which is basically all <laughs> AEW is. <laughs> no wrestler has ever come out as a good guy and said, but hey, one good guy to another. Yep. Without and, knowing yeah. that that's obnoxious. Like, and, you don't and, do that. That's and then so fake going the into the heel tunnel. Yes. There's so clearly the point, and people are going to boo him. And he shouldn't ever actually turn heel because this is a way nope. more interesting it character. Is. It is. It's basically John, what John Cena did, except better. Because John Cena couldn't play into anything. He just had to straight say, face John, everything. Right. And John Cody, Cena didn't commit to it. Right. Like, he never did anything. It. He just yeah. straight faced it 100%. Nothing yeah. else. Every now and then he would throw in a kind of little thing. But for the most part, no, nothing. But Cody is like, oh, they think this. All right. Well, I'm going to have fun with these morons. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very entertaining. <laughs> I love it. And I, I enjoyed yeah, that I a lot. It. And and also, he's right. The only time the TNT title was truly, truly valuable was when Cody was the champion. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I, I understand the bro, you know, the Brody Lee, Darby Allen. Nope, I'm sorry. It was when Cody was TNT champion. That is when that thing mattered the most. Same with John mm-hmm. Cena with the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it just did. And it, it mattered with Brody Lee, and it mattered with Darby. Unfortunately... Miro kind of ruined it because his whole thing was so much more entertaining than the title. (laughs) It, I'm not going to lie. It kind of wrecked the title a little bit when he was champion. He didn't need it. They should have never given it to him. It didn't really fit. I don't think, um, like it was fine. And then Sammy, it's not his fault, but it kind of already lost stuff with the Miro thing. And then, they have not booked him at all, like really for anything. He's not been involved in any storyline at yeah. all. And so it's just ah, dead. But, but who interrupted Cody Rhodes? Uh, well, not exactly. He, he had he had left and then oh, whatever. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky this started their to idea. yell I, at Guevara. I, I'm sorry. I say all this to say this is their idea of putting Sammy Guevara in a compelling story. <sighs> and the fact... That this guy was like took the time to be like, you know who did get me a title shot? Dan Lambert. And everyone was like, oh, God, please no. And he's like, yeah, that's right. We're not done with Dan Lambert yet. Look, Dan Lambert's great. (laughs) I was going to say, I hope they continue this feud for a year. Dan Lambert with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page was was awesome. Like them three. Really good. I like that. I like that group a lot. So if they're coming back and without that other BS, I'm down. No, I hope they keep it. I hope they fly oh all American gosh. top team out there not again. Again, not again. <laughs> no. Hope, oh, man. I hope Chris Jericho shows up to Jorge no. Masvidal's next fight and heckles him from the crowd. Let's go. No. Let's get weird. Oh, no. man. You know what's messed up? He had, like, I don't think it was serious, but he's touring with Fozzie in the United Kingdom right now. That's why he's been off TV. And he had a little bit Needs of a health scare. to be off scare. TV for a little longer. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good call. Like it, it was, was. Good timing. But he so he um he had to check himself into a hospital for a little while. It wasn't COVID. Oh, I didn't know that. And they kept him overnight. Yeah, I'm not trying to like blindside you here. Like he's fine. 
But like whatever, it was like a non-COVID related health concern and they kept him overnight for observation. So I don't know if that's like a heart palpitation or like what, mm-hmm. but it would have been absolutely, ter- obviously it would have been terrible if he died because he's one of the best to ever do it, but it would have been and wild. It's to a be human like, being yeah. dying Harris. Well, right. Yeah, obviously I'm just saying like, Good we're not grief. wishing them on this on him. That's the point. But imagine if the last thing he ever did in his entire career was a terrible <laughs> angle with Dan Lambert. And it went Coming down off in the terrible the... Uh, botched angle with MJF. Well, right, but it would go down in history as the feud that killed Chris <laughs> So, Chris, we're glad you're doing well. Not for that reason, but in addition to all the other very good reasons. Uh, right, right, yeah. yeah, of course. Oh, man, that's uh... funny. But yeah, it's okay, funny. buddy. Take your time. Take a take a few more months. Yeah, you get home. yeah. Okay. We you need it. You just regroup, bud. Regroup, please. Like, like I hope you fuse with Dan Lambert again. I hope they do. It I've for never. Six months. I don't think I've ever seen that big of a drop off ever <laughs> with an individual. It was like Peyton Manning in like 2017 or whenever it was. Like, no, no, dumb. No, it was a Super Bowl year. It's like Peyton Manning say, in 2015. You're the Broncos fan. You should know the year. Yeah, it was a Super Bowl year. I've never seen it. Peyton Manning went from 2013. He broke every single single season quarterback record there is, except for, I guess, like Michael Vick's rushing or whatever. And <laughs> uh, and then two years later, 2015, the Broncos ended up winning the Super Bowl, ironically enough. He was horrible. Like he lost everything. He threw like five picks in the first like two games and threw like 15 in like the first like half the season like it was insane i've never seen anything like it like to like that drastic that's where chris jericho is at right now so he needs to regroup because he almost everything he has done in aew was awesome like everything was great everything was great It, it had gotten a little confusing and you know when it started to go downhill is when he started being a heel and a baby face at the same time where you're like what what is he like? What is what is he? He's like talking like a baby face and then he's commentating as a heel. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. That was the start. That was the start. And then this MJF feud started off amazing. And then he totally botched it for some reason. And then, well, we all know what happened after that. And um, yeah, so Jericho, you're too good. You're too good for this to be happening. So just regroup, get it together. You're, you're one of the greatest ever. You, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Oh man, that that was longer than I meant to talk about that. But um, anyway, so yeah, Cody and Sammy Guevara. That's gonna be good. Give the title some clout again, Re- regardless mm. of who wins. That that'll help for sure. Um, and it'll help Sammy regardless. But I hope Cody wins, just so everyone starts to rip their hair out. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It, it'll it'll be like it'll be like liberals when Donald Trump was elected president, and I'm. I think that'd be hilarious. I would love to. I just, at this point, I'm just, I enjoy watching things burn. You know, mm. it's just getting entertaining at that point. I understand. I understand this now. So anytime <laughs> there's ever this big, like, like again, I, I kind of wanted punk to not show up in Chicago in AEW when they were yeah, clearly, uh, you know, without saying it, saying it. Yeah. A part of me really did want that not to happen just to see everything just implode. It would have been an incredible hour of television. I know. <laughs> so I, I'm hoping we. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm kind of hoping we get some of that with uh, with Cody winning the TNT title right now. I think that'd Definitely. be a lot of fun, a whole lot of fun. And then he's champion, coming out being a super baby face, and oh man, it could be a lot of fun. 
Cody, hit the pedigree on Sammy Guevara, you coward. <laughs> no, hits him with the golden shovel and then the pedigree. Oh, man. That's awesome. Um, all right. What was the next match? Oh, it was the main event. Main event. Okay. So match. this is well, before we get to the. Well, yeah. Okay. Before we get to the main event, because there's no like it was a good main event, but there's nothing, nothing that dramatic. This yeah. is the other thing I really wanted to say before that. You have a moment where the varsity blondes are being interviewed on the oh, ramp. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Despite their match being like an hour ago. So you're like, well, that's probably not going to go well. Like, they're not just going to say yeah. something and leave. It's always weird when you see people show up again after they've already wrestled. Yeah. 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 So, but they're interrupted. Lights go out. Malachi Black is there. Um, I don't know if you know this, Mark. I haven't seen anybody talking about it. Uh, the varsity blondes turned heel this week because. They both cowered to the side like yeah. absolute fools yeah. and let Malachi Black spit his evil mind-altering goo just straight into Julia Hart's face. They did. Just straight. Like they just – they looked at him and they were like, huh, that's weird. Here's the thing. Before we started recording, we were talking about the movie Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. I'm going to drop a reference for you, Mark. Do you know what you find if you look up the definition of the phrase all-American girl in the dictionary? Uh – you get a definition of all American girl, which is what Julia Hart is. Okay. How do you not, <laughs> what are you guys doing? I'm not I, I don't be, know. I don't, I don't know. mean to be thirsty on main here, but stand in front of your girl when the, yeah. like the most evil demonic pagan deer God shows up <laughs> and starts staring daggers at her. What are you doing? You idiots. That, Hey, so she you're got, making a fair point. She got misted in the face. Here's the thing. I don't know what they have planned with the mist, but if the mist, as some people have theorized, is like what corrupts other wrestlers and makes them start to like ally with Malachi Black. Ooh, that could that's be her supervillain origin story right there. She's just like, hey, you idiots. Like, I don't know if she can cut promos or act at all, but like the story is right there. It's you guys just stood by and did nothing. I'm going to go with the guy who's clearly way stronger and has more agency in this situation. That's it. It's right there. It's booked. Also, hang on. We need to pause for a second. <laughs> how did how did you know that 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 is a kiss kiss bang bang reference? <laughs> you said you hadn't okay. seen the movie, and you're like going the into this only, deep cut joke from Val Kilmer. The only reason I know I was what so that movie, thrown off. The only reason I know what that movie is, and because. And, and that it has those two guys in it is there's a great YouTube compilation called the like 100 greatest movie insults. And that's in it. Most of them are. Yeah. Yes. That's one of the reasons. Most of all of these are. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thrown off by that. I did not expect that <laughs> I know, to come out. Dumb. And then all of a sudden I was like, am I supposed <laughs> to play into this joke or act like I know the reference? I was so confused and. And yeah, they're okay. Yeah, no, you, with that compilation, <laughs> you could do half of Val Kilmer. Half of them could just be Val yeah. Kilmer from both Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and from Real Genius. But um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> wow, I'm okay. So for those of you that don't know, because I ruined the joke <laughs> because I was so thrown off. The joke is Robert Downey Jr. is an, an idiot character, and Val Kilmer is the guy who's basically leading him through something. And so Robert Downey Jr does something stupid and Val Kilmer goes, you're, you're such an idiot. Like if you looked up idiot in the dictionary, what you, what would you see? And Robert Downey Jr. Steepishly is like a uh, picture of me. And he goes, no, the definition of the word idiot, which is what you are. 
<laughs> which you effing are. Right, right. I, 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 I omitted that part for obvious right. reasons. But I just, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I know that line. That was the only thing I knew about that movie before we talked okay. about it. Well, you we could have mentioned that. You could have mentioned that. <laughs> well, I was going to, and then it just moved on. And then I had this perfect opportunity in the show. So I think it worked out great. All right. There was also, as if this isn't the mo- like, social media isn't kayfabe, but just the like sweetest kayfabe tagline to that on Instagram. Julia Hart said her little sister called her crying after she <laughs> saw that segment because she thought she was really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, great. She, she sold the crap out of it she did it was just i mean i i kind of knew something was going to happen but when you watch it knowing what's going to happen it's just so transparently worse because she's standing in front of the two yeah, yeah. even after the bad guy shows up yeah. oh it's rough i don't i'm, I'm they, they probably won't steer into that in, any more than they should which but. they probably should i don't know I don't know about Pillman, but I know um, Griff Garrison was a big time heel uh, before coming to AEW, like on the indies and stuff. So, like that's it, been his natural character has been a heel. I'm not <laughs> sure about Pillman, but if he's Pillman, I, he should be able. I would think he should be able to be a heel. So maybe that is what's happening. That could be fun. That would be very fun. I'd be fine with that. Varsity Blondes as the All American heel team. That's perfect. Like that's and just, textbook. They just throw Julia Hart into into traffic every single week <laughs> and she's just like harley quinn just constantly going yeah. along with all of it gets hit by everything yeah <laughs> that could oh, be fun dear. that could be fun that would be very fun aw will give that you will give you that one for free no Book. no need to credit us you can you can Book. you guys can take that absolutely uh, so anyway, the main event, um, look, Brian Danielson is a national treasure and yep. this like pseudo heel Brian Danielson where he is the heel, but he's not really having to, d- the perfect heels are when you can be a heel and basically be the same character. Like exactly. I'll give Randy Orton credit. He's, he's pretty <laughs> much been the same character his entire career, whether he's been a heel or a baby face. Now his character definitely works as a heel better than a baby face, but mm-hmm. you know, stone cold was the same like he acted like stone cold for all intents and purposes acted more like a heel than any wrestling heel like ever and he was the biggest baby face of all time like right. it just you know with certain people they just ha- they find that sweet spot of a perfect character that they can use in both ways punk punk's another one he doesn't act yeah t- super different as a baby face or a heel he compliments a crowd a little bit more and so you know th- there's a few things but mm-hmm. the best are when it's about kind of who you're facing. And since Brian Danielson is facing the ultimate babyface and hangman page, some of the stuff he does, that's not even necessarily being a heel comes off way more as being a heel. Mm-hmm. And he's just so good. He just plays in all of it. Perfect. He plays this like cocky. Oh, he's so good at it. He's so good at it. It's so entertaining. And him just going through one by one and just dismantling all the Dark Order members in, like, the most insulting way possible is just great. But at the same time, like, giving them good matches, you know? Like, he's not, like, burying them. Mm-hmm. Like, he's elevating them because with his wrestling, but then embarrassing them at the end and rubbing it in Hangman's face. And it's perfect. It's so well executed. Yeah, I, I think that the note I really liked this week was he said, well, I did promise I'd kick his head in. Yep. And I tapped him, so now I got to go kick his head. 
<laughs> yep. Like, it was it, great. It's, ob- it's obviously a heel tactic, but you're like, well, yeah, he's a man of his word. Like, you yeah. got to respect a man with a coat. And great. I mean, there's no like from a match perspective, there's no reason for this to be the main event. But this is the this is a good main event because this is the note you end on is Hangman Page coming down. Yeah. And saying, I am going to stomp the cowboy. It's the main event storyline going on right now. So so it works. Exactly. Yeah. Big fan of all that. Um, The only thing is I'm again, I kind of wish that this could been built up more for like the actual next pay-per-view, which is. What is it? The first or second week of February? When is Revolution? That's you know, it's normally right. in February at some point. Yeah, that feels but, right. And I know that maybe that's a little long, but I like that. Like I wish they would go back to more of that, where they would actually mm-hmm. build their feud for like three months until the next thing. Um, th- this one isn't nearly as bad as what they had been doing. Like this is clearly, you know, this has been built for what about a month or so. So it's been, you mm-hmm. know, they they've put time into it, so it doesn't yeah. feel like it's rushed. Like a lot of their stuff has been over the past six months. I feel like this yeah. doesn't, um, but I am a little disappointed. It's happening next week already. Cause I mean, they're not taking the belt off hangman. Now I would be very surprised mm-hmm. and to have Danielson lose, especially as the heel mm-hmm. is going to be interesting. So I'm yeah. regardless, it's intriguing, but, uh, and it's going to be great. But I am a little, I'm a little curious to see what happens because, and I'm a little disappointed that the feud will most likely be done. I mean, it doesn't have to be. You could keep going, obviously, mm-hmm. but usually that happens when the heel wins. So mm-hmm. again, it's just interest. It's just an interesting scenario, and I don't think Hangman, Hangman is going to be champion for very long because mm-hmm. it doesn't. You just don't see that primarily in wrestling. You don't yeah. primarily see the white meat baby face, especially the like defeating all the odds, climb the top of the mountain, white meat baby face, hold mm-hmm. the title for very long because it's just not that interesting. That's why Dusty Rhodes had the title three times. Right. You know, and never held that's, it, I don't think, longer than a few months. That's why they call it a dusty finish. Like, yeah. Yeah, it is. And that's why Ric Flair had it 16 times because <laughs> – yep. And and it's not like he these were short title reigns necessarily, but you would he he would have the title, you'd build up the story, you'd build up the moment, the babyface would get the big payoff, and then he would bring the four horsemen in, they would cheat it, and he'd get the title back. Like that's then you do it again. That's wrestling one oh one. I mean, that's yeah. from time and memoriam. That's the way it works, and that's the way wrestling works best. Obviously, WWE came in with a different formula, which worked really well for them. Um mm-hmm. you for the you know for the most part, I guess, obviously with Hogan and everything, that was the biggest thing in all of wrestling. So, you know, there, there's some merit to that, I guess, but that's just for me. And I think for most wrestling fans, it's more interesting the other way. Yeah. The money's made on the chase. I mean, at yep. the end of the day, yep. that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's why most of the top baby faces again, other than the, the WWE's, uh, we're not champions either very much or for very long mm-hmm. because it's just, it's more interesting having Ric Flair walk around as champion and be able to just cheat and pay off people and hold on to the title, you know, for a long time. Yeah. It's just more interesting. So I, I, and that seems to be the model. AEW seems to be wrestling model, you know, the, the traditional wrestling model. So 
that's why I don't expect he'll have the title for very long, but it's just kind of a matter of how long and when, which is even more interesting than when you have someone like Omega with the title where you're like, okay, well, he's clearly going to hold this for a while. Yeah. Um, or even, I think even like Moxley, because even though Moxley was a 100% baby face, he was a different hmm. type of baby face. He was not the chase baby face type. If that makes sense. I don't know if that makes mm. sense, but yeah, no, different baby face. Like yeah, Moxley too... could bend rules. He could do things. It, it was just different yeah. than with someone like Hangman. And so I just don't see him holding it for, you know, six months. I, I don't. I think it'll be a, a couple months, but it's just. But I think that's even more interesting because you don't have the, oh, well, we know what the result's going to be for, you know, the first three months of the reign. Yeah. And well, I think what happens this Wednesday will tee up a lot of really interesting stuff leading into the pay-per-view. Like when Punk so. opened the show, he was like, yeah, I'm pretty interested to see who wins this match because I would love to get next. Pretty sure mm-hmm. MJF has a mind on getting next. You're like, yeah. OK, hang on. The possibilities. All right. Like that's yeah, the move. That the be- move is MJF mm-hmm. dethroning Hangman and being champion whenever they want to do it. That to me is the move. I think I think MJF as- MJF needs to beat Punk, which I don't think they're going to do because mm. they just haven't with. I don't know why they've been so scared to put over put over MJF like officially. It's weird. Like they, they, they- kind of do it enough to say that they have, but they haven't. Mm-hmm. Do they have a fight announced yet or no? Um, like no date. It's not like it's not Wednesday, obviously. Because when uh, they look, AEW is weird. I wouldn't be surprised if they announce it tomorrow that it's happening. <laughs> it's on Dynamite. true. It's on Twitter. Tuesday, uh, the, Wednesday morning. I, as far as I know, there's not a match okay. announced, mm-hmm. but there could be. <laughs> mm. Hang on. Let me see if anyone knows. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to look this up. This, this is one of the there's a couple of major issues with AEW, and this is one of them. Um, CM Punk versus MJF. All right, let's see. Ta-da. Ta-da. It doesn't look like anything has been announced as far as I can tell. So I don't know. I don't know when necessarily they're building this to. Again, I would I would prefer they would just build this to revolution, like just build it all the way to the pay-per-view, mm-hmm. but – I doubt they're going to do that. It'll be two weeks before Revolution. Oh, you're right. They're going to do some <laughs> bull crap. Like, I'd almost rather them wrestle next week than do that. I don't know. Yeah, well, let's not ruin our good time. Wednesday night will be great. Whatever matches they announce tomorrow afternoon, I'm sure they'll be good. <laughs> Julia well, Hart's going to come a decent, back. They've done a decent job of announcing a, a handful of matches ahead of time. What so, are they, what, what's on the card? Let's yeah, talk I know. About I'm, this, I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling that up. I'm pulling that up now. Well, we got to talk about Rampage. Uh, I, I only watched the hook match. That, dude. That's all we need to talk about. Okay. That's what I meant okay. by Rampage. Because okay. okay. I'm sorry, Rampage just is not a great show. Um. All right, let's see. I mean, okay, the announced matches. Oh yeah, it's not going to be MJF. Duh, he's they're not doing that next he's, week. He's, he's fighting Dante the ring. Martin. Um. So that means Punk will come out, something will happen, and then they'll do it the next week. And that will be very disappointing. Um, so, yeah, obviously the title match. 
Sheeta and Serena Deeb, the Diamond Ring match, Dante Martin, MJF, and then Matt Seidel and Wardlow, weirdly enough. Those are the only announced matches, those four. Okay. Which, I mean, there's not going to be a ton, because I would assume they're going to give the title match at least 20 minutes. Yeah. I would I would assume so. And I, I'm, I, w- I really hope they give Sheeta and, and Serena at least 15, because that's going to be a banger. Yeah, well, we'll see. Looking forward to it. Yeah. I will say this is it's rare to have a criticism that you can level at both AEW and WWE. They both do these things where they try to like cross brand a little too aggressively with Game of Thrones. And hmm. I don't care for it. Winter is coming. Yeah. That's a mouthful. It's pretty lame if you don't know what Game of Thrones is. And it's pretty obviously a reference to Game of Thrones. If you do know what Game of Thrones is, call it something else. I don't know. What. Yeah. It's not um, great. It's like when Seth, like they clear, like they had this plan for Seth Rollins to come and defeat the authority and beat Triple H, which is cool. And then they started calling him the Kingslayer, and I was like, "No, come on, just yeah, just let it be its own thing." Yeah. Uh, anyway, but regardless, MJF needs to be the one that dethrones Hangman Page. Ooh, okay. That, that's that's what I think the move is. I think you have Hangman hold it for a few months. I think you would. I would have MJF beat Punk in their feud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad he they they let him beat Darby again. I would like to see Darby win because he hasn't won in a while. But mm-hmm. that was the move, especially the way they did it with him cheating and oh, knocking yeah. him out, and then doing it with a headlock. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> uh, I would like to see him beat Punk, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to build up Punk until he has a title match. Um, well, I mean, which is fine, but I think in the end. I think it should be MJF because who else do you want to be champion? Because it needs to be a heel. Are you gonna? Mm-hmm. I mean, Brian would be fine if they wanted to make him the heel champion. Uh, I mean, if I don't think they're gonna turn Punk heel for a little while. I think they're gonna. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'll be. And I don't think they should because there's plenty of gas right now. Like yeah, you can do that definitely. later. Um, so I don't think it would be him yet. So I mean, I'd like to see MJF be the one that does it. Kind of like everyone wanted to see Hangman be the one that you know did it with Omega. I would like to see it be MJF, but I don't know if they're going to do that yet. It just seems like for some reason, even though he's by far the most overheal in all of wrestling, mm. they don't want to commit to him being the guy yet. I don't know why. I can't figure it out. I don't know if it's a lack of commitment to him. To me, it reads more like um, it, it's almost like they know he can get great heat no matter where he is on the yeah, card. Yeah. So he might as you know what I mean. That could I, be. I think that could be. It's a good point. I think it's going to be Danielson. I think not Wednesday. I think he'll lose or they'll go to a draw or something will happen Wednesday, and then he'll have to fight his way back to become number one contender and challenge at Revolution. That's that's my early bet. That's a weird that. angle for a heel though. Yeah, it is. But I mean. The whole thing for Brian as a heel character right now is that he loves to fight and loves to wrestle. And True. each week you have a different challenge he's set out for himself. So it doesn't have to – you can paint it in a heelish way where he's like, every week I'm going to wreck something. You know what I mean? Like you can do that. And maybe that's I'm true. wrong. But that's my um, I mean, that's my way too early prediction. I mean I'm I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly fine with, with Danielson heel champion run for sure. So – yeah. Regardless, it's fun. And that's that's what's nice. Like there's there's things that can happen like th- this has been built pretty well. And so there's stuff there's places you can go 
no matter what happens. So that that's, I guess, the best part. Um, yeah, so that was Dynamite. Another good show. A real good, just, you know, solid go-home show. And uh, Rampage is fine. Adam Cole wrestled Wheeler, Yuta, and I'm pretty sure he won. Yeah, he won. I didn't remember. I would be shocked if he lost to a man named Wheeler. That was the main event, I'm pretty sure. Um, there was a tag team match. Oh, a six-woman tag match. I don't care. Um, uh, Lucha Brothers and FTR. They were wrestling for the AEW tag team titles, I think. Yeah, and... that was a bold choice. To put... This is kind of sad. This is how you know like what Rampage is at this point, that I saw that. said, oh, they put the titles on the line. Oh, well, they're not going to change hands yep. on Rampage and then yep. didn't watch it. So, yep. Yeah, and FTR, man, I'm annoyed with them. They were the guys, and now they're just like, nope, we don't care anymore. And I'm so I, I'm so over the Lucha Brothers. The Lucha Brothers are the least followed tag team rules tag team of all time. <laughs> and I love watching them wrestle. I think both those guys are great, but I don't know what has happened. They didn't used to be this bad, and... It's just, it's impossible, especially if Rick Knox is refing. You know, nothing's going to happen. And you're just like, everyone's in the ring just the whole time. Every match, whole time. And you're just like, this is FTR. What what happened, guys? Like, you were supposed to balance this out. You you were the yeah. one that was supposed to tone this down. And You've become now you're the very just thing going into it. Destroy. Yeah. yeah, it's very annoying. So there I'm very a, annoyed with FTR right now. There was a really stupid WWE angle for a while where they had a tag oh, team called. Oh, uh, that happened. Uh, sorry, FTR uh, beat up Sting and Darby Allen or tried to. They, they attacked Sting and Darby Allen. Oh, great. And Tully okay, Blanchard. Sure. Uh, attack sting and so that looks like that's the next thing and i'm i'm here for that that that's gonna be great yeah i could see that that's gonna be fun especially if it leads to a tully blanchard sting singles match i'm here for that too that'd be fun i don't know if that would be a good match but it would be i don't know but it would be fun (laughs) we'll see i i I don't know if i don't know if it'd be good but i'd watch it i'd be very excited about it there's um what was i about to say oh yeah so there was a really terrible WWE angle for a while where they had a tag team called Lucha House Party that was like three different Mexican wrestlers. I, I'm well aware. Yeah. And so, like, whatever. In and of itself, that's silly, but there's nothing that bad about having a tag team called Lucha House Party. What made that dumb is they would have matches where it would be them against, like, a mid-card heel. Like, I don't know. It wasn't Ryback. I don't think he was there at this point, but it was, like, Sheamus or something or Cesaro or... Somebody along that level, like a mid-card heel. And I didn't misspeak when I said them. It was literally like the three of them. Like they would come running in and out of the ring, tagging one another in and out, and just beating up heels in what was essentially a three-on-one match. And they said, no, 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 it's with it's it's Lucha House Party rules. That's what we do. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And they were like the fun babyface team beating up heels in three-on-one matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I love Lucha, that the Lucha, Lucha wrestling is like, very strange. Right, so the Lucha brothers are like, no, this is basically just real. This is just what we do. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own Lucha house party rules. Yeah, what I a mean. terrible piece of Lucha, kayfabe continuity. Lucha Libre wrestling is, like, Lucha Libre is 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 strange. It's it's yeah, a it's, very strange, if, if, if anyone's watched actual, like, Mexican Lucha wrestling, you have no idea what the hell is going on. You're like, I don't know what's happening. What What is going on in this match? It's just, I mean, you know, people make fun of AEW for some of the car crash crazy matches. 
you can at least follow those for the most part. Even if they're not following continuity or rules, you can still kind of follow those. Good luck on a loot an actual like eight man lucha libre match. Nope, no idea what's <laughs> nope. going on. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of been a little annoying. Um, women's match, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, didn't care about it. It's, it's, it's fine. Like there's a story there, and it led it, you know, I so it it furthered that, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we got the main thing to talk about, Harris. Though he's been sent, he has come. Hook is here. The biggest. I I still have no idea how this happened, but somehow this dude is one of the most over people in this whole company for no reason. And I'm here for it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how we got here, Harris, but we're here now and <laughs> it's and I'm all right. I'm in. Why not? Why not? You know, I said earlier, if QT Marshall's entire gimmick was that Taz was enthusiastically friends with him, I think I would like him more. (laughs) And then I I just now realized that is kind of what Hook's deal is. Kind of, yeah. Taz is like, look at him, look at him go. And you're like, yeah, look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah, go, dude. This is great. There have got, I I don't know about in this company, I'm sure there's a couple people, but there have got to be people just in the wrestling world pulling their hair out because they were the focus of like a prolonged and focused build by the company's booking. Yep. And they weren't ever as over as hook is. Yep. Just by hanging out in the background of FTR videos for like the last six months. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) it's weird. It's one of those weird things about wrestling that something, sometimes things get over and there's really no reason why. I think and it just happens, and it's just yeah. somehow right time, right place, right person, and I don't know, man. There's something goofy about Hook that's also, like, fairly believable. Mm-hmm. Him being Taz's son, I think, helps a lot because not, not as a, oh, he's the son of a wrestler, not that stigma, but, like, we all know who Taz was and the Bruh. type of wrestler he was, like, legitimately – like he was one of those guys that's talked about, you know, like like a Haku or something where like he legit, you know, he was legit like or, or, you know, Kurt Angle. These guys were like he could actually like destroy you if he wanted to type guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, he I think that helps hook with the believability of it a little bit just because of that. And I don't know what it is about him, man, but sometimes he just—he's never talked. He just walks straight <laughs> out with a straight face, beat up, fuego, uh-huh. reverse things. Basically, looked like a superhero for the most part. But yet, they gave Fuego enough offense to show that he could sell. Yeah, and then just beat him, and then just left like he was <laughs> like freaking Tom Hardy and Warrior, and. It just worked like it. It just worked. It was good. I tell you what, I'm excited to see what he does next. Me Sorry, too. I was laughing so hard there because you just said he hasn't talked. And I thought, I don't think <laughs> yeah, he hasn't. 
No. He hasn't at all. I'm struggling to think of a single time. He no. might have spoken in one of those FTR videos. I will I say, I think it. that has a part of it that that, that has, ha- has had something to do with it, too. They've done a good job. I'm not sure how it started or whatever, but he came in when Tat... I don't even think he was there right away. No, he wasn't. But he came in pretty soon after Taz and his faction started, and we were all like, wait, who is this guy? This <laughs> random, like, child that is with them. And then it's like, oh, that's his kid. And you're like, oh, okay. We see this in wrestling all the time. Right. But then he never wrestled. He never talked. He never was put at the forefront of anything. He was just there. And it's like, that's the right way you handle something like that. Because... The quickest way for wrestling fans to hate you is if you're just immediately pushed somewhere and they don't think you've de- you deserve it. Mm-hmm. And they've 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 with him they've basically done it the best way possible with still kind of forcing him into something where he hasn't done anything. He's never he's helped a little bit he's he started he at the, at first he didn't do anything he never touched a wrestler like he did not do anything for yeah. like months and then then they slowly brought it in where he would help them do this and he would you know grab the guy's foot on the apron you know these like little things start bringing him in and then it got to the point where he's now getting beat up by CM Punk and then you know now he's into actual wrestling and i just think that was the way you do it he got over before he ever wrestled yeah Super over for doing nothing. And I think it's because we all are like, or the, or who is this guy and why is he here? And it's just, it was just so random. I don't know. I don't know what it was, man. It still doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but Hey, he's over now and it, and it, it clearly works. So whatever they have, I don't know how far it can go. We'll see. You know, obviously you got to have more than that eventually, but for now, it's it it's working and it was fun and he was good, and Fuego obviously made him look really good. That's why he's there. But yeah, it was successful. It was a success, and he had a lot of pressure on him too. I can't even imagine that. Imagine that level of pressure that you accidentally got over, and now it's like, well, I better deliver. <laughs> yeah, and he did. So and, and well, you know, it's still ramp. You know, like the middle of rampage. Sure, but, like the fact that. I mean, we I watched it at all because they took the time for Taz on Dynamite to be like, all right, no more messing around. It's time. We're bringing in Hook. I was like, oh, boy, they're bringing in Hook in the same way that you were kind of rooting for CM Punk to not show up. It would be very funny if he was just trash, (laughs) if he was just evidently like just untalented, won in a squash match, didn't take any offense, didn't sell. And you're just like, oh, no. But no, he's good. So that's yeah, in the long run, that's that's definitely way better. Nope, for sure. And uh man, and he he becomes the latest individual that gets Tony Khan to actually license a actual song for his uh for his entrance. You're like, wow. Already the big time. <laughs> sure. Which is interesting. <laughs> but I'm all for it and and I love it. He so there's now a hook shirt on pro wrestling tees and it's just a white shirt with the word hook on it in black letters. That's it. It's all it is. Perfect. That's all you need. I kind of want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. 
It's so dumb. It's just the most bland, boring shirt you could possibly ever have. And that's just perfect. Yeah, it's not quite as good as the blue pants, blue pants t-shirt, but oh, it's up no. there. You're the only person that thinks that. Blue pants. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I didn't <laughs> even buy it because even I couldn't bring myself to do that. But you're just like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They made it. They stuck it on a t-shirt. Somebody somewhere was like, do it. And like, press that's the button. Basically a, that's basically pro wrestling tees in a nutshell. It re- they they've gone mad with power. They have a monopoly over this company. And they anytime someone some says a stupid shirts. line that the crowd starts to chant, it's then mm. on a shirt. I kind of want. Oh, Mark. All right. I need you to hold me to this. Oh, no. For the end of the year, I want to present a list of the top 10 worst T-shirts on Pro Wrestling that that's going to take some effort. Yeah, I know. There's about I'm, three million um, shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. I know, but I'm just, I'm going to, com- I'll make it my top 10 then just to give me the wiggle room. But I, I, I feel this great. needs to be done for posterity. Yes, it does. Yes, it I does. Like That's a great idea. And I'm really mad. I never thought about it. They've gone too far and they need to be called. <laughs> yes, they do. They, they, they went too far years ago. <laughs> years ago. They went too far back when like the whole young bucks, you know, elite thing started. They were already too far by then. Cause every time there was a BTE sketch. There was then a shirt based on this dumb thing that happened. Yeah. So, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. That's going to be awesome. That's a great idea. We usually try and do something like that for the end of the year. So, actually, that's not a bad idea. I might have to do that, too. And then we'll have to do our top 10 worst pro wrestling t-shirts. Hmm. That's fun. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so the podcast. I'm going to spend way too much time doing that. I'm going to be like at home over Christmas break, just sitting in my room. Just, oh no, I don't have a room anymore there. Um, just like <laughs> sitting there yeah. j- just for hours looking through all of AEW shirts or all pro wrestling D shirts. This is great too. Uh, Cause this, half of these, especially when you get to the Indies, like it's just the wrestlers designing them themselves. So we're going to be really mean. Be yep. like, what was this idiot thinking? Or their friend who designed it for them for free. Yes. What a chump. Like, oh, gonna... yes. Yes. Oh, yes. man. That's a great idea. Uh, sometimes the simple things work and sometimes they don't. Like I have a uh, you, you remember the band Hawk Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite bands of all time. A Christian pop punk band from the mid 2000s. Uh, well, they had an album that came out. That's called Hawk Nelson is my friend. And they came out with a shirt that's red with all lowercase white letters. And it just says Hawk Nelson is my friend with a period at the end. There you go. It's one of my favorite shirts ever. (laughs) Perfect. It's it's awesome. (laughs) Because everyone's like, who's Hawk Nelson? It's like, oh, you wouldn't know him. And I love how you know what? Nope. I'm going to get into a whole other thing there. That's not what this podcast is about. Welcome to the Christian Pop Punk podcast, which me and Harris both could do a podcast on. We've touched on like four topics in the last two weeks that would make interesting podcasts. For us. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe for nobody else. Not for anyone else, but for us. Oh, man. Anyway, that was wrestling for this week. I think that was it. Did WWE do anything? Did they have a pay-per-view? I think they did. I there was a um, War Games show. That's Saturday. what happened. Uh, Liv Morgan had a uh, big title match against Becky Lynch. That actually went over pretty well. That oh, was yeah, good, I remember. Like, I saw something about that happening. 
that was the main event of SmackDown. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. It's cool to see that occasionally they are capable of doing some cool stuff. And it was they figured out it was on the anniversary of the um, Lita Trish Stratus title match that main evented Raw like back in the Stone Age when, yeah. you know, women's wrestling was not treated like anything worthy of the main event. So mm-hmm. that was a real cool opportunity that they had. And they took advantage of it. She didn't win, which is kind of obvious. I'm fine with that. But that's a good sign. That's that's pretty fun. Other than that. I'm not sure what else happened. They completely rebranded NXT. And really? at some point, yeah, it's literally called NXT 2.0. It's not black and yellow. It's white and multicolored now. And, uh-huh. okay, I say all this to say, at some point, I'm going to sit down and, like, watch it and just tell you how wild it is because apparently it's pretty wild. Because, like, so what they did internally is they were like, okay, NXT is, like, out of control it's not an actual developmental brand anymore it hasn't been in years we need to like stop reassess this and we need to make it about like getting people ready to go from not being wrestlers to being ready for wwe like it needs to be developmental again which i i get i think that makes sense i think that generation of like johnny gargano and champa and all those people staying for like five years is one of the things that kind of broke NXT and kind of started it on its downward spiral as good as they are and were. But then the other thing they did is they said, yeah, and we're not going to hire indie wrestlers anymore. We're just going to hire big, strong, sexy people and give them really outlandish characters. So it's basically just a breeding ground for behind the gorilla episodes. Is what it is. <laughs> it's not quite there yet because there's still some holdovers there, but like I think it's heading in that direction. So I'm really curious to tune in and see how big and dumb it is, but it hasn't happened yet. So I don't know. There was like there was a war game show they just had. Apparently it was still pretty decent. Like it was all the old guard like Gargano and Ciampa and one or two other guys versus like the new NXT 2.0 up and comers. I'm, I heard it was fine. I didn't watch it because I was busy last Saturday night, but we're not going to talk about that. Nope. But yeah. that's, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll have an NXT 2.0 primer episode at some point where I'll Probably. explain who everyone is. <laughs> Rick Steiner's son is in it. Oh, nice. But he isn't called a Steiner. His name is Braun Breaker. Oh my if gosh! That gives you some oh idea my gosh. Of what they're doing down there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! That might be anyway, the worst we need thing to wrap. I've ever heard. We got to wrap this up, Mark. Oh, uh, one last here. thing. Real sad that Jeff Hardy was let go mm, from WWE yeah. for substance stuff. Which yeah, is sad. So that's that's always disappointing, especially when he was. Again, I don't watch WWE, which it was funny because like my two favorite wrestlers of all time, yeah, are still currently wrestling WWE, and I don't watch, which is kind of sad. But um, uh, yeah. So apparently he was actually being primed for stuff like for main event type stuff, and then <coughs> yeah, I mean he'd this, been yeah he'd been on television a lot yeah, and they were probably, I mean, somebody pointed this out on another wrestling podcast I was listening to today. They were like, I mean, you know, they tried to do everything they could not to fire him because you, you want to have him from Mm -hmm. January to April. Like that's the most important time. But I guess the situation just deteriorated to the point where they had to cut him loose, which he has very sad. Hopefully he can, uh, figure it out. Mm hmm. Yep. Yeah, so uh yeah, hopefully 
you know, whatever gets gets figured out. But um, yeah, that was yep. very very disappointing. Um, on that note, any anything else, Harris? Uh, yeah, one more thing. So, like five years from now, I hope to live in a world where Julia Hart is a really killer female wrestler who like holds a title and her nickname is no relation so it'll say julia no relation heart just as a bit of a flex because <laughs> you see her and you're like wait is she she's not she's not yeah. related to any of them but which like, is what hard are the odds to, which is hard to remember because there's like eight million different cousins and siblings exactly so i just think they should do th- that should be in her bio as a joke i just think that would be funny julia no relation heart I like that a lot. Let's let's make it happen. That's a good idea. That that is yeah. That's a good idea. I'm I'm down for that. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. You got that at behind underscore gorilla. Same one for Instagram. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that as well. And um, yeah, back to back episodes. Who would have Woo! thought? See can't if we can we do it, it again. Yeah. I can't believe we made this episode as long as we did for not anything special. So I think that's a pretty big accomplishment. So <laughs> either that or the opposite. But anyway, mm. thanks for listening this long, guys. And we might talk to you next week or we might talk to you next month. You'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs>